Hey everybody, it's Mike. This is, um, oh, this is the Morkborg uh, episode that we are unlocking today from the Patreon in lieu of a normal episode. The reason being because the episode that was scheduled to come out today uh, is freaking huge. It's a massive episode, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, Casey is still working on it. And to promote positive work, life, podcast balance, we're going to be a little flexible here and uh, release this episode out. And also, even outside of all that stuff, this is just a banging episode and it deserves to be heard. So, uh, oh, and by the way, I edited it. <laughs> yes, I edited it. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of it and I'm proud of this whole series. So if you like this, Hop on the Patreon. Hopefully, uh, this taste leaves you wanting more, but not in a bad way, in kind of a cool way, where it's like, oh, you're kind of teasing me. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Feel free to um, to join the Patreon, but also feel free to uh, su- support us it, without financial, without giving us money. You can just say something nice. That's nice, too. We love you. Enjoy this episode. Morkborg Gaiden, episode one, from the Patreon. Back in the day, Brian Eno made, like, this this sort of series of cards called Oblique Strategies that he would use while producing an album that if the artist ever ran into a wall, he'd say, pick a card, and they'd pick a card, and the card would be a suggestion for something to do, and, you know, some... There's a there's a myriad of these kinds of uh, um, of kind of uh, uh, idea generator type things, but I was oh, curious because cool. it's Brian Eno, and I've heard good things about uh, this specific thing called op- this oblique strategies. So I down they have a version you can download for your phone, and I was stuck uh, doing some writing, and I pulled an oblique strategies card, and the one I got said um, remove a vital vein or something like that like cut off a vital source. Whoa. Um, and at the time I was really worried about like, okay, I want to make sure this is worthwhile to people. So I'm going to like punch in lore everywhere I can get. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, there's like, you know, maybe there's something you can find here. Maybe. But but at that point I was like, I'm not going to worry unnecessarily about like filling this full of like inside whatever's. I think it's way more interesting if we can just like, make a cool recording um, with mm-hmm. good uh, characters and having fun. So so I would yeah. offer a challenge to you to uh, raise uh, the bar uh, in your own playing, whatever that means to you. See if we can make this one an all-timer. dawning the air is cool we're surrounded in a, in a mass of humanity there are 
are hundreds of people moving slowly across a dirt plastic freeway in the open air of the neo-New Mexico Technopolis. They're spattered right now with lights from a headlight of an 18-wheeler trying to make its way around this big crowd of people. Their shattered bodies are still coagulating with the sweat of yesterday and the days before. All these men and women and people are carrying crude heavy metal made to cut stone and flesh. These are the miners of the town of rare metals. Their eyes look down at the earth as they pass through the security gate, flashing an ID to the sadists who work in the security tower. And many march on, many, all, the, basically the whole stream of humanity are marching on to the tunnels beneath the object, uh, which is this enormous black monolith covered in runes sitting on its side. Uh, these men will travel underneath the earth where they will mine and die in pursuit of Ur, a blue crystallized mineral highly valued by the techno-venturists. So we're following this crowd. Two miners break from this crowd. They're both middle-aged men. And they're walking towards one of the trailers of the mine barons. The trailer they're walking towards is an industrial nightmare. It's copper is sort of shining dimly underneath grime. It spouts smoke. It's standing on treads that could snap a troll's skull like it was an eggshell. There's a rusted ladder which leads up to the mine baron's office. Uh, and let's say these figures are now approaching this ladder. Can I get a description of what these two guys look like? My guy uh, is a... Let me find the picture that yeah that Gannon took of this guy real quick. Yeah, Gannon took, it, took of this guy. Couple yeah. drinks. Just <laughs> yeah, handed. just kind of a cute time. It's Went like into you the reach into the, the the other realms of your imagination and pluck from them images of alternate worlds. Okay, this is a guy. He stands about five foot eight. He's bald on the top with the exception of like a couple Homer Simpson hairs that go vertical instead of horizontal, but he's got uh, dark black hair on the sides. I just got to know if the carpets match your drapes, my man. Buddy, I will get there. We start at the top and we work our way down. I'll let you know all about the carpet and the the uh, baseboards. Soon enough. Uh, the rats crawling you know, underneath. Know the, the, yeah. And the uh, oil deposit underneath the house. Uh, um He's, he's a normal-looking, middle-aged uh, white guy with black, bushy eyebrows and wide eyes that stare off into the distance no matter what he's looking at. He's always looking into the distance in a sort of vacant expression. Uh, he carries himself like a man several inches taller, several inches more handsome, and several inches stronger than he actually is. And if we go inside his brain right now and look at the world around him the way that he is looking at the world, he is fully immersed in a medieval fantasy setting. Uh, and this, my friend, is due to a virus that he got from a better-than-life chip that was a, like, medieval... MMORPG style like 
uh, fantasy game that he was playing once upon a time. This is a game that he loaded a long time ago and has since uh, changed his life. He feels like he's living in that world as not as a player character, but as like a man who has lived in this world. Yeah. Mm. And he, he's wearing kind of like an assortment of, of pelts and, and hides that would fit in in a fantasy setting. And they also fit in in this setting because it is a, a place of, of people with uh, uh, poor, poor means. And poor is, it crosses all genres. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we got this guy and he's, he's looking up. He's looking up at the ladder. Oh wait, I should say, what's what what was what was the first guy's name? His name is Titus Velonius. Titus Velonius. So this is Titus Velonius, <laughs> and now let's see the second. Somewhat the inverse of Titus Velonius uh, is a figure who thinks he's a player character, but is really more just like a background NPC. Uh, and uh, this is our boy Verse Sambuco. Uh, he, uh, look, uh, this guy, he stepped out of the Irishman and he went right into another. This guy got hit by a car. He woke up in a parallel world, but he woke up with a plate of spaghetti and meatballs. His name's Sambuco. He is a, um, he's, he, he's like, a, he's a middle-aged rough and tumble man of heft. He's got a big forehead, uh, with, uh, kind of. A, a a round cheese wheel of of uh, of black hair like poofed up and swept back uh, with you know some gray streaks in it. Uh, he's got um, bushy eyebrows. Did you just say and... a, a cheese wheel of hair? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't let that go. I got to think about cheese wheel of hair for four more seconds. I just want to say also my my <laughs> my guy also had a cheese wheel of hair before he he went bald, but his uh. The city, the city guard guy that he thinks he is does also have a cheese wheel of hair that matches. I'm gonna uh, only make characters with cheese wheels of hair from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? The thing is, it's like I don't fully know what that means, but I had the impulse and I said it, and so I hope that that everybody yes. is, is feeling kind of the instinctual understanding of what that means. Uh, Absolutely, K- Casey. Quick oh. question though. Mm-hmm. Sorry to keep harping on the cheese wheel thing, but does does the cheese wheel match the cheese drapes? Buddy, uh, down there is all string cheese. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, slit ends, shock white. Okay, all right. Kind of too sticky. <laughs> okay. Uh, and okay. Anyway, oh. <laughs> so kind of, we got a rough and tumble sort of character. Um, but he's always he's got, he's got a, that he's got sidekick mm-hmm. vibes. I just want to say it's important that he, this guy is not the mob boss. He he he's the guy doing the. the you get the sense that like. Uh, He's the self-important guy with the, the, you know, raising his eyebrows and doing the shrug. Yeah. I should also mention he has a huge sword strapped to his back that I believe he uses to mine. Yeah. Um, a little too big. He's probably. got a, yeah. a massive sword. <laughs> just just imagine a huge, like, Zweihander. Maybe it's got, I don't know, I didn't draw this, but maybe it has, like, a hooked end at the end so you could sort of use it like a pick. But he's mm-hmm. got, like, a big-ass sword strapped to his back. Oh, yeah. Look, things yeah. are dangerous in the mines. We'll get to that. So we got these two guys. Uh, we've got Titus Valonius, and we've got uh, uh, Versailles Sambuco, and they're climbing up um, the ladder 
to the the mine baron's office. Um, so so we th- the door cr- to the mine baron creaks open. We see sooty lamps emitting orange light. There's a model train making its way around the perimeter, uh, passing by grime-covered photographs and mementos. A rouge carpet leads to a fine redwood desk. And behind that desk, we see a portly man with a long white beard fastened at the bottom with a sparkly tassel. Um, He looks to you, you two, uh, with two eyes that are pure white, and he opens his tiny white mouth to take a sip of a martini. This is Littleson Vile, uh, the Mine Baron, and he has something to say to you two. Well, look who decided to finally show up into my uh, office. Can I get can I get you a martini or or one of these um, peanuts? Would you like one peanut or a martini? Well met, Lord. I would take a flagon of wine from you if you would be so kind as to offer one. Maybe later. I know I just asked if you wanted one, but I'm not offering. I was just testing the waters to see if you would want it or not want it. Don't, don't worry. I, I, brought, I brought my own cashews. I got my own cashews here, boss. Don't All right. You okay, you that. can eat those. <laughs> eat them, but don't let me cash- see okay. it when you do it. Now, 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 my fellows... My sweet chums, you're my friends and my enemies as well. Ah, you son of a bitch, I love them. Yeah, I'm a son of a bitch now that I have you here in my office. Your beautiful, shining faces looking sweaty, but not sweaty enough, if you know what I mean. You're not sweating enough. My office is not gleaming with the fruits of your sweat enough do you understand what i'm what i'm what i'm trying to say here hmm? i'm saying yeah, yeah? what no, hmm? no no none the boss no no, no. my lord you would have us mine more ore that's absolutely right i would have you and not only would i have you but you should you have you can i help you Yes, you can. You can help me by mining more ore so we can all be rich and we can all be happy and we can all stuff our bellies with more than one peanut when you come into the office. Look, boss, times are tough, okay? We're doing the best we can. In fact, we're doing better than half the friggin' squirrels out there searching for nuts, you understand, okay? We're doing great goddamn... Well, that's not good enough. I need more. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or your heads... Are gonna be crushed like grapes, and then and then turned into olives because a grape looks like an olive, and that's what I put into my martini. I do not put grapes in it; I put olives. But you make wine out of crushed grapes. I am very yeah. mad. Okay, all right. I still want to be friends because I like you, but I need you to work better and harder. Well, you got a suggestion so to how we you. might Okay. You got a suggestion as to how we might please you, boss? Perhaps you can tell us several tips or tricks to help us mine ore. Do I look look at look at my nails. Look at my nails. You see this? This is a His fresh nails look very nice. Beautiful. Fresh they got manicure. To them. It's 
I do not go into the mines. I'm allergic to the mines, okay? Yeah, right. I don't go there. That's not my job. My job here is to be a sort of spiritual coach and mentor of sorts. And here I am pumping you up, telling you I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't give me more ore. I love you. I want you to live forever. But I will murder you with my beautiful fingernails if you don't get some more of that sweet, good stuff. To make it plain, ore. That's what we need. Is that, can you, can you just delve deeper? I mean. You got it, boss. You're the ones who know how to mine. That's right. We, we, uh, we got, uh, we got some leads. So we we can take care of the situation, boss. I promise. Okay. Vitalonius is just standing there with this blank expression on his face, looking at, at the little St. Vial telling him what to do. And then nods once and then turns around and starts kind of just like walking into the wall a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of glitching out. You don't have to apologize, okay? I, I, you, I see you're ashamed. You don't have to worry. Ah, well met. What would you have us do, my lord? <laughs> I would have you get me some damn ore. You better come back here and it better be at least... 1.5 as much as it is now. 1.5, 1.5. You got it, boss. I'm just uh, saying it loud so I remember. 1.5 times 1. the 5, And I can make in. that harder. I can make that even more. But I No, won't. no, boss. I think that's uh, I think that's easy. Uh, I think we can make you proud. You know, you after all, are you are the spiritual leader, friends. you know. You have that outside perspective, that third-party perspective where, you know, you haven't been in the mines, so you can think of things that we can't, which is great, boss. We appreciate that. Yeah. There's a knock on the window. I look. And you you turn turn around there, uh, Versailles, Sambuco, and you see just one ape staring at you. There's just a this hairless ape with red eyes that's staring at you. Don't don't give me that look, you son of a bitch. Don't give me that look. And then it disappears. I see the apes are after us again. Don't worry about the apes, boss. I got the apes. Apes are under control, okay? Okay, I got the apes under control. Apes are my business, all right? Go take take one of the peanuts for the apes. You know how I love the apes. Split it between them, you know? Yeah, boss, you got it. Uh, He opens the door and steps out and uh, tosses the peanut in his own mouth as he... Out of sight of Little Sin, but Titus is just standing still, still in the office, and like turns to like his head tracks where Sambuco goes, <laughs> yeah, just and mechanically, then, <laughs> and then he leaves, and then he's just standing in there, staring at, uh, staring at Little Sin Vile, and he just goes, "Before you can use the bow, you'll need arrows." And you're my arrow. That's you. You are my arrow, and I am your bow. Now go do what you know how to do best so I don't have to fucking kill you and drink your blood, okay? Farewell. Little Sinvile takes a big, big drinky of his martini and gestures to them to leave. Enough of the poetry, Shakespeare. Get out here. Goodbye. <laughs> can I help you? Ain't hey, nobody can fucking help me, buddy. You better believe. I'm sorry. 
You guys are standing outside the trailer in the cold morning, and you're walking past refineries, factory belching smoke, going down to the base of the fallen obelisk. You believe this son of a bitch? What's bothering me? What's bothering me is this son of a bitch. You did say what's bothering you, right? Sorry. I said something's bothering you. Oh, something's bothering. It's basically the same. Yeah, something's bothering me. I got, uh, I got a problem with this son of a bitch. Wayne, ain't, ain't he ever have gotten those fucking precious fingernails in the dirt like we, in the in the dirt like we do? My, uh, my, yeah. By the way, I'm not Italian. My, uh, my accent is uh, 2077 regional specific accent. Uh, that uh, just don't worry it's about it. Right? Don't worry. I'm an New imperial York. citizen. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm an imperial citizen like you, and I got two gold pieces that say that we can't get more than 1.1 more ore than we already do every day, let alone 1.5. And he says, and he's like standing on his toes and kind of swinging his hands like a pugilist. (laughs) They say what they say a, they saw what is a pugilist a boxer. A bo- like a, a boxer an old oh, school boxer okay. like a, uh, they uh, s- they say there have been reports of goblins in the mines as if we needed one more thing to worry about down there <sighs> goblins right you mean uh can what are they called again the golem uh, go- yeah the uh the golem or goblins is as as you call them that's right it's gone pretty bad apparently you know, uh, you know, M- Mickey, uh, Mickey Sticky, uh, S- Sticky Stickle Rick. You know, uh, Mickey Stickle Rick. Mickey Stickle Titus. Rick. The name rings a bell. Yeah, Titus. <laughs> he's uh, he's the one. He turned himself into a stickle. Was uh, funny as hell, but uh, yeah, that motherfucker. He came back with the look of the look of death in his eyes. Right? He said he got he he, he and his whole crew. Smokey, the boys. Potato uh, pancakes, carpets and drapes, carpets and drapes, both of them, all of them, swept away by the gullin. That bastard, Stickle's the only one who made it back. He don't even fucking talk no more. He's not funny at all. He must, he must have been touched by some kind of dark magic. You guys are now walking down beneath uh, the obelisk. You're going down into darkness, just sort of seeing flashes of the other miners. Um, ch- using cheap electronics or sometimes an actual fire torch to make their way into the many different spider webbing tunnels beneath the obelisk. Hey, Pissman, don't burn um, yourself, dumbass. <laughs> hey, you stay out of the fu- my fucking tunnels, buddy, yeah, okay? Okay, they'll be your okay? fucking tunnels when you keep your fingers off my ex-girlfriends, okay, buddy? Until then, you hey. owe me! <laughs> <laughs> Quit busting my balls over yeah, here! I love you. Like a Stop problem. right there! Uh, Titus stands in between because he feels his friend is friendly. <laughs> I'll, oh, ask hey. you, I'll ask you to keep your voice down while we're in the mine. We don't we're want just to talking here, buddy. We're just talking. <laughs> I'll let you off with a stern word this time. Hey, this guy's stern okay, words harder you... than your harder than your little pecker, my man. So you better watch out. <laughs> pecker, where? I draw my hey, weapon. Hey, Titus. Yeah, which Chad, is like no, a, no, no, no. I have a little club. Uh, I'm going to use a soothe person over here. Uh, he does the little fingers. <laughs> hey, uh, ooh, super effective. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope you're <laughs> all right. So you guys make your way down. You, you're you just sort of, you, you're kind of laughing with, or laughing at Titus. I don't know. Maybe Titus is still in attack mode. I've been what soothed have by you? soothing finger, fingers. <laughs> 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 well, that's a code for a hand job. 
<laughs> so you guys, you have to download a nasty mod for that, Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys travel into the depths. Um, you you sort of in your own path, like kind of the way the miners work is it's you don't get paid unless you bring in ore and it's every man for himself. So you miners sort of stay apart from each other and make little coalitions to keep them each other safe. And so you guys are traveling down every these tunnels. Day, let me tell you. <laughs> it gets harder and harder. So now you guys are alone in the darkness, pretty far away from everyone else, standing on a muddied stone. And uh, one of you guys, why don't one of you give a call for your third friend? Hark, Prugal, I call out to you. There's a little rumbling of rocks, uh, a little like a little pile of rocks that uh, suddenly just kind of shakes apart, and from this little pile of rubble. Prugal stands up, and she is uh, she's short and squat, and she is very she's very rock like she she's kind of rocky. She's got flesh that has these sort of edges and and a lot of texture. She really blends in to the rocks. She still has hair. Uh, she uh, and all of her family and. Uh, everybody who looks like her are, you know, they look like rocks. They're rock camouflage people. Uh, yeah, like kind of like a rock troll. No, no one really. There's not like a specific designation or whatever, but it's like a rocky big person. Right. Sometimes people call you rock trolls, but that's not like an official title or whatever. Right. Um, and she's wearing, you know, she's wearing a dress. It's all tattered up and covered in dirt, and it is. Uh, she also has a, a big. Uh, it looks like a sword, but it's actually like an old mining tool, probably like a primitive jackhammer. But that looks like a sword, and she has one big beautiful eye, and the other eye has an eye patch over it. Which one is which? Um. The left one is the open one, and the right one is the closed one. And just a quick question: Do the do the rocks match the carpet? <laughs> the <laughs> the rocks? <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I'm just gonna answer it right now. They match, <laughs> and they. What's the thing rocks does? They lava. They Ooh, do rocks become lava. They molten. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they oh molten. Oh, molten. If it ain't Prugal, the only woman I ever knew was actually built like a brick shit house. Oh. Uh, welcome. It's a bad day for us. How about yourself? Prugal is also having. Prugal um, is having a good day, actually. <laughs> oh, and now that you're here, that's yeah. nice. Well met, Sword Sister. Have you heard any rumors? Prugal has heard many rumors. Prugal has found a path to so much ore. Have not confirmed this whoa, whoa, with whoa, the whoa, GM, whoa. but I know it is true. Keep your voice down. Keep your voice down. Prugal, now okay. uh, I know you. I know you like to play pranks, but uh, you also take ore very seriously. Are you kid? Are you kidding me? Are you being real? Are you find a path mm, to an untapped yes. vein. Check uh, the last sentence in the thing I put in business. In business. Sorry, I'm giving you so many prompting. 
Uh, <laughs> I think it's okay. It's if we almost can talk. over. We can the talk through all of this. Over. Yeah. Oh, hey, Prugal says You're she found some it. new like old tunnels. Hey, hey, cool. Where she saw Gullen sneaking around with sacks of ore. Oh, great. Um, Eleni, did you just improvise your way into Ganon's actual setup? Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep it in now. Uh, no, we gotta, the yeah. funny thing is that when Ganon sent this, I I stopped at the first paragraph because I was like, Little Sin Vile. I got to listen to Little Sin and remember what he sounds like and all that stuff. And uh, then I did. And then I became distracted. And I never looked at the second sentence. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. So great. Well, glad we're on the same wavelength here. Okay. So... <laughs> Uh, yes, Brugal has found a new tunnel. Well, uh, dangerous. Uh, very, very dangerous. Very dangerous ahead. And uh, many Gullen sneaking around with big sacks of ore. My Yusan, they but actually maybe... had the sacks? Oh, they had the sacks. Huge sacks. Large, bulbous sacks. Gullen with sacks means that there's dead miners somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. We mm. must go prepared with big guns. Well, you know, uh, we don't have guns, but other our, our swords and our wits. If we need aid, don't you think there's someone we should ask? Or rather, some people? And then he looks at Sambuco, and he goes, I've noticed the way that you ignore your sons. Look, I, yeah. ah. Looking behind you, there are eight eyes glimmering from the darkness. Hey, let me uh, let, let me tell you something here, uh, Titus. Uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, I don't ignore anybody who don't ignore me first, okay? I'm a nice guy. I'm a friendly guy. I like to make pals. You guys are pals, right? Huh? I got a whole bunch of friends, right? I right? Don't you as one of my best friends. <laughs> Frugal has two friends. That's right. Well, six. Six friends. And I'm one of them, Including the ones you ignore. (laughs) Yes. Prugal? Now, uh... See, that's, uh... That's the thing, right? Uh... I don't ignore my kids. Just like... Like, you don't ignore my kids. It's just that they actually talk to you. Or they actually play with you. Or they actually do their see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil dance routine that you, oh boy, you worked on it for hours and hours and hours with these little bastards. They don't show a single shred of appreciation. Not a single shred. Huh? You hear me? They do it so well. Yeah, they do do it so well. Four four apes have scuttled into the light, one with long ears, one with a pig nose, one with one who's big and hairy and one who has no hair at all. And they're all doing a bizarre ape dance around Prugal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a couple of buds. And then they Prugal scuttle is, back into the darkness. Prugal was petting them all a, a little bit. Your sons are brilliant dancers. Yeah... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. brilliant, all right. They're brilliant at dancing their way up my ass. Not, not like that. They're a pain in the ass, all right? I'm trying to work with what I give, was given. All right. We will not ask the sons to fight. Well, but I think... But Prugal thinks that the sons will willingly fight anyway, regardless. Because... 
Prugal knows the sons are loyal and also incredibly strong. I know that my beautiful boys are strong as hell. They got the power of, what, at least, if ten, if ten, power of ten men, that's got to be like, what, three and a half dwarves? Uh, I know, God help me, I still love them. So you guys are walking along, uh, Versailles' mysterious four apes are skulking in the darkness, walk, following you from behind. Um, you guys are, are marching on through the dark, going deeper and deeper beneath the obelisk, following Prugal. Follow me. Can you give a little follow me, Prugal? Okay, follow me. This way, this way. And she pulls a rock off the wall and yeah. sticks it in her mouth Boom. and chomps on it. She also eats rocks. Right. In true escort mission uh, uh, programming, Titus is either running too slow or walking too fast. And, <laughs> and Prugal and uh, Sambuco are constantly having to like either double back or like speed up because yeah. Titus's <laughs> speed is just not 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 right. Like, why would they make a character that walks at a different speed than the <laughs> protagonists or runs at a different speed than the uh, player characters? Take it up with the like my head. A, a few, a, an hour passes. It's a really, really long walk. Eventually, you come to a corner and you spot a faint light coming around the corner. Prugal, this is the spot you were talking about. And you, you bring them around the corner and you, you're all... You you haven't seen this before, Prugal. You were in this area earlier. You saw a few gullen, which... How would you describe the gullen? What did, what did they look like to you, Prugal, briefly? Prugal was here when she saw the gullen. And, oh, spooky, creepy, naked, little mole rats, little baby freaks with... with Little little bits of hair sticking off of the tops of their heads and long bony fingers and bony toes and sharp teeth and big eyes. Prugal saw them. And Perfect. And I wanted to crush them. Perfect. No, you want to crush them. Yes. On the record. We pass around the corner and you guys are now standing in the largest underground chamber you've ever seen. I just... It's on in-game right wow, now. Wow, that uh, our characters have ever seen? Yeah. Are um, we shocked that we there's... are finding something this big under here? Oh, it's it, it's crazy. Like, get a load of this. So the, the stone ceiling is, like, high, 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 high above you. Um, and before you, you see an actual man-made stone path leading towards, like, a pit beneath a stone tower, a black stone tower. Um... There's, like, light shining up from within this pit. And beyond the tower, you can see tiny, like, memorial stones, something, like, scattered around the ground. And then beyond that, there's an underground pool that seems to have, like, a light of its own shining from from below. Hey, guys, Uh, can we... I just go to the other room just so I can feed the cats because we're hearing them knock stuff over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just keep it recording if that's okay. Yeah, we'll just keep keep recording, yeah. The cat feeding immersion breaking interlude begins now. By the gods. 
Have you ever seen something like this? Titus, no, no. Yeah, listen. Listen, buddy, nobody uh, knows level design better than you. Nobody knows environmental design better than you. Yeah, you can... Can you... F you, uh... Uh, what's your what's your take on this place? Have you heard the story of Balthazar Krisov? Rugal uh, wants you to tell it. Yeah, I want you. I uh, probably did, but retell it. Yeah. They say he's a mad storekeeper who ran into the mines in seek of a beautiful goblin. Rugal. They say his remnants are still here, and he has a great treasure that he left underneath the mines. So I think it, the thing about Titus Brugal. that I think is like uh, one of the reasons he's like so helpful on a team like this is that like he is seeing everything through this lens. But I, I, I in my head, I'm like, oh, this guy does have like great senses or like a, a wealth of knowledge that he has picked up from being such a good listener <laughs> or, or something like that, that like you have to kind of interpret things through I, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but uh I totally just have like quest hooks in my head that don't correspond to reality. Okay, they're uh, completely I, <laughs> That's but awesome. I like That's the awesome. idea that Sambuco does think that they might be like legit and like take take uh uh take heed of what I say as real when they're just like a broken man's fantasy. That is funny. It, it does remind me of like that paranoid gangster type who uh, is like really cynical, but also like seeks divination from like, you know, like a, a, a somebody with like tea leaves or something or, or like a psychic oh, yeah. that they trust more than anybody. And then really yeah, you just like use anything you can to stay on top of the game. Exactly. And they really just they use it to. uh motivate themselves or you know reinforce their own like fears or whatever but uh after after sharing this news um titus then says well would you guys like to head back to the base and he turns around and starts like walking away halt oh <gasps> hello uh, we got to keep on our hello. toes if, if if even this guy's getting nervous then uh... stay with us goodbye no. Uh, hey. Hello. I'm keeping him from walking away. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Titus. Hello. This is a this is a companion Stay. quest. You gotta uh, you gotta keep with us in this one, my man. By Your the story. Gods. Have you ever seen a place like this? Mm, yes. Since five minutes ago, we uh, we all have seen this place like this. Have you heard the story of Balthazar Krisoff? It reminds Prugal of her own story, the story of Balthazar Krisoff. And what story would that be, Prugal? You tell it. <laughs> Your own story? <laughs> yes. Tell the story of Balthazar Krisoff. Your story or the story of Balthazar Krisoff? The story of Balthazar Krisoff. They say Balthazar Krisoff was a mad storekeeper who fell in love with a goblin deep in the mines. Prugal. <laughs> he ran down here in search of love, <laughs> and there's a great treasure buried by his remnants. Frugal. Hello. Hello. <laughs> the story reminds Prugal of her own story. Anyway, Have you we heard must the story? press on. No, I don't want to hear it again. Hello? Oh, no. Ah, Prugal said. Prugal. No. Uh, Prugal. Hey, hey, hey. She's crying. She's have, crying. Have you ever seen a place like this before? 
Yes. <laughs> By the gods. <laughs> Keep walking. L- lovely weather we're having. <laughs> they walk towards the, um, that first thing is a pit. Yeah. Well, I guess. So you, you, you approach the pit, like, looking down, um, you see mossy, damp, I guess, I don't know if, you, you see, like, slimy-looking steps um, descending into darkness. Do those slimy-looking um, steps have slimy-looking footprints? Do they have footprints? Why don't we get our first roll of d20? All right. Perception roll. A presence roll. It's presence, not perception. Oh, I failed. What'd you 11. get? 11. Oh, that is so a fail. Close. You wanted to get a 12. The, the stones, um, you cannot tell if you see footsteps. If you don't see footsteps, they're all sort of... It's a, One might be a footstep, then again, it might just be a puddle. And Yeah, it's uh, no telling. My default is not to be comfortable thinking there aren't. My default here is to assume uh, that even if I don't see footprints, we're in trouble. Uh uh, mm. Watching watching Sambuco look around, uh, Titus walks up to him and says, "Use your perception skill to make note of the environment. Hold down R two to activate." Yeah, Brugel will go first. <laughs> All right, Brugel, uh, use Brugel your perception thinks- skill. I mean, the, the, the son of a bitch. He talks like a he talks like a loon, but he's uh, he makes a lot of good points. Uh, press R two uh, with it. A- Prugel presses R2 and her eye opens up really wide. <laughs> uh, you can roll a d20. Yeah, you got a presence plus one. Watch uh, I got a 10. <laughs> the same. If it's plus one, then it's So that's also an 11. Like <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Prugel cannot see. Well, the coast is clear. And then Titus Valonius just starts walking down the stairs. Prugel, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. They watch him. Well, uh, I mean, look, uh, yeah, if that if that guy's got something, he's got instincts, all right? Uh, you you see him start to, he goes clearly from walking straight up to walking in like this weird crouch. Yeah, this like uh, very unnatural, like straight down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's walking around, he's walking around like one of the devil man crybaby uh, uh, <laughs> demons running. Just like walking this very... <laughs> Weird way. <laughs> Roll a d20. Okay, great. Ooh. Oh, who's calling me? Oh, it's Kropa. I'm going to call from Stephen Kropa. I forgot to text him. He asked if we could talk today, and I forgot to tell him I was recording. Uh, if this stays in, this is a shout-out to Stephen Kropa, who I forgot to tell I was recording and couldn't talk till later. Uh, if it doesn't stay in, I will shout him out myself later. This sucks. I got a seven. Oh, my God. We are. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so from the darkness, so you're just, so you're doing this this weird crouch walk down the stairs, and then you hear from above like a, you look up and there's like a little window pillbox or something, and a big rock falls out <laughs> right on your head to do. Well, what? Traveler. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Four damage. Wham! Ah! <laughs> ah! Are, are you all right? Uh, oh! Just a minor Oh, scratch. damn, that almost killed this guy. Titus Valonius only has six HP. You look like you're 
gushing blood from the head. Just a minor scratch. out of his mouth. And but the Elder Scrolls Oblivion combat music is playing now, <laughs> and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and then he starts running. God, I'm gonna die immediately. Perhaps now you let Bruegel go first. We gotta That's stop disgusting. that guy. Stop that guy. Jesus. I'm gonna try. Bruegel to grab runs him. after him down the stairs, and she's doing the weird crouch too, mm-hmm. just uh, in preparation. They say food can be eaten to restore HP. What warms my belly warms my heart. That's what I always say. Titus, uh, you, since you're in combat mode, naturally you reach for your weapon, which is actually like a really shitty, rusty, like uh, a 3D printer hand, like an illegal. Guns are not allowed in the Technopolis, but somehow you have, you own a very rusty, it's like, it's basically a glorified BB gun. But so you've got this nasty, shitty gun in your hand, um, doing the doing the tea bag, uh, crouch on crouch. Wait, I do or Prugal? You, you do. I do. Yeah. This whole time I thought you, you were talking to Prugal. Gun. Oh, me too. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So I got I just got hit in the head. I'm almost dead. Uh, do I I know where the attack came from? Uh, you know it came from above you. Okay, I go from this, like, jovial self, and I go into combat mode, and I go, Stop! You violated the law! Come down here at once and pay your fine, or go to jail! And then I take my, uh, <laughs> I take my my gun, which I think is like a crossbow, uh, and I mm-hmm. go ahead and I'm, I'm pointing it at the hole where the rock came out of. Oh. You hear scuttling from up there. <laughs> Oh, and we hear that too, right? The rest of us? Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. initially, Casey, and, and I suppose my character as well, that, that like a rock broke loose, but it seems like so- somebody f- from within this pit, but through like a wall or something, pushed a rock or dropped a rock. Is that the sense? Yeah, that's what it seems like. Most likely one of these goblins. Oh, fuck. Mm. Bruegel does not like this. So looking down, you can see that there are some dim lights uh, below you. You can see, so you're seeing the base of the stairs now. There's a wide landing. The, gro- the ground is tiled. Um, some of the tiles are sort of cracking. Um, there's two doors at this plaza landing. Uh, one to, like, one to the south and one to the west. And in the center of the room, there's a large statue of an elderly bearded man holding uh, a gaunt calf's mouth open. So you guys are now walking down the steps to this plaza landing. So you're like standing. There's two doors. Um, one, one door is a steel gate around a stone opening. There's dwarven text scrawled above it. Uh, and then to your right, there's like a wooden door. So we're uh, out of combat a... now? Yeah, you're out of combat. Uh, I resume my normal stance and I say, uh, they say snake root can be used to construct a potion. And I grab some of the mossy stuff that's on the ground um, that you described <laughs> earlier, the slimy moss. And I just kind of like, I hold it in my hand and then I just like kind of slap it against my wound in a way uh, that the game that, Titus Valonius is from was never meant to do but his like human instincts is telling him that like this is where your injury is and he's just like slapping himself in the wound with this like moss just to try and like help congeal the blood flow and as this is happening as he's taking his head trauma 
this is the second Gaiden character I'm, I'm playing that's going to have like a head trauma cause a character change. <laughs> He's starting to remember who he was just a little bit before, uh, before he got this BTL virus. Back just... Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> by the way this is uh set this is in the september origin story of, of 2077 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and he's just he he remembers um uh he remembers like a christmas tree um and oh my god he was kevin McAllister from home alone oh my god how else uh, could he remember a christmas tree <laughs> he remembers a christmas tree and he remembers coming coming downstairs on uh Christmas morning to look at a bunch of presents um, and he sees two adults uh, who are sitting there beaming as he uh, tears through presents and this is all he sees for now but then he goes back and he sees a statue of a like this gaunt man and he goes ah the emperor and he takes a knee there there <laughs> as he takes the knee Prugal has ripped a, a shred off of her dress and is wrapping his head it's very dirty dress, but you know, it's gonna have to do. So, so um, Titus. So, as you're bowing to the emperor, you look into. So, it's this old man holding open this gaunt calf's mouth. Inside of the calf's mouth, there's something sparkling. Uh, there's a little something. Something is catching, um, uh, glittering from within the beast's mouth, and you're sort of like something is going on in that NPC brain, and then. From above you, you hear a... And looking up to where you guys just climbed up, a stone has been rolled over the top of the pit. Move! Now! Danger! Danger! I can eat that! No, I can't. It's way too big. (laughs) Run! (laughs) So it is being... Again, you're saying essentially we are being sealed Mm -hmm. in, right? Or are you saying there's something... Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Damn it! I wish I knew we shouldn't have gone in here. Now the, the, the apes can't even get in here. Jeez. Uh, we might be screwed, but we might be screwed. Prugal knows we are not screwed. We are only deterred. I count myself fortunate to be with friends and in the presence of the Emperor. Okay, uh, look, um, um, Ganon, I guess I have this Y-hander. And plus three toughness, whatever that means. Uh, I guess yeah. that's damage I can take, right? Like, um, mm, yep. or, or resistance or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, Lunny mentioned trying to kind of help take care of his wounds at least a little bit. I don't know if there is any sort of ability for that, but I feel like I, at this point, do want to. I mean, we were attacked. There's like a gullen, and they are very clearly looking at us right now. They could start swarming Absolutely. those steps. I kind of want to do a little scout around, and probably the only logical place they would expect us to go next is the wooden door. So once I kind of do a scout, I want to like kind of post up there, ready to. Let's take this one at a okay. time. So okay. so for the healing thing, Merkborg does have a, a healing function. You guys can take a rest, so like a couple hours, just sort of like sitting here in this new plaza and uh, you can roll a 1d4 to heal in that in that rest um and then what was the other thing you wanted to do there uh my man uh, sambuco well i just I, I don't know i mean if rest is possible right cuz we're being like yeah 
Is it? Well, you might be. I mean, you can attempt rest. Maybe something will come and get you, but. In my head, we're about to be like ambushed because we were just mm-hmm. sealed in after go... one of our people was killed or not killed, but almost yeah. killed. Definitely. Um, we should go through a door or something to try to get yeah. out of here. Titus can't stop staring Maybe. at the shiny thing in the mouth. I don't know if anyone else has noticed it. Titus goes, it appears a quest objective is in front of us. Interact with quest objective by pressing X. Hey, Sambuco knows what that means. Krugel presses X. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me. Krugel presses X. What happens? Press X to interact with quest objective. Hmm. You press X. Very well. Titus walks up to this. Uh, I hope this doesn't kill me. Walks up to the uh, the open mouth of the statue and reaches his claw hand in. Uh, he's got one hand that uh, is lacks a... He's only got three fingers. He's got three fingers. I, I shouldn't say claw hand. He reaches his his hand that's missing some fingers already, maybe from a similar situation where he stuck his hand in uh, and interacted with the quest objective when he shouldn't have, and grabs this sparkly thing. Okay. You reach your hand in, you you grasp this sort of red jewel, and um, uh, roll a d20. Oh, my Good God. God. Uh-oh. <laughs> Prugal should have grabbed it. With her uh, rock arm. <laughs> I really hoped it would be a key. 17, thank God. 17. You, we needed this, I was, folks. Listeners, I was we preparing this. to figure out what to do if this killed. It would have oh, killed. My God. Um, oh, my God. So <laughs> you, you reach your hand in. You, you grab this jewel, and then all of a sudden you're like, quick, quick as, as God's love. You yank your hand out of the out of the mouth as it just like closes, right? Like so fast it would have definitely torn your arm off. There were no in-between animations for uh, the action that just happened. There were, uh, he just went from uh, one pose to another, uh, T-pose. <laughs> <laughs> arm out, T-pose. <laughs> uh, yeah, Titus quietly says, they'll have to let me back in the city watch after this. What a prize. <laughs> <laughs> this jewel is incredible. It's so beautiful. It like it's uh, it's it's it it just it glistens in like the dim. I think maybe someone's holding like a a torch or something and there's some like little little uh industrial lights kind of scattered around that are very dim and dirtied. But you're holding this and you're looking at it in the light and like the way it sparkles it almost looks like it's liquid inside. It, and it feels warm to your touch. Sambuco. Frugal. Behold! Mmm, Prugal needs this. Prugal needs this in her eye. I request a trade. <laughs> Open up inventory. Pass to Prugal. Yes. Complete transaction. Thank you. Good day. Hello. Hello. Prugal is putting this in her eye now and in her empty <laughs> in her empty eye she removes Oof. her eye patch and she pops the jewel. You flip open your eye patch and it's just a grisly side under there. It's this very stinky, gross looking open eye socket, and you just go, not even a second thought, you just go Hey, I'd say something if Prugal didn't do this all the time. <laughs> and you know what? Now it looks way better. I gotta it, say, it looks great. It looks insane. And it really hurts for a minute, but then it stops hurting it's crazy and then you guys are watching it just like 
it blends right in with Prugal's face like Whoa. this. It's just all of a sudden it's like a red eyeball and it's just Wait, like what? naturally in her head. Prugal? And then all of a sudden you your a part of your neck just starts itching like crazy. Uh, I mean that yeah that Look, I, I, I've seen that thing get infected <laughs> as hell, but I've never seen it seal up like that. What the f- what the fuck you got going on there? Uh, Prugal had an instinct, and here we are. I'm very itchy, but Jesus. I imagine beautiful. I'm saying I a bunch of times. Prugal is very upset by this. <laughs> <laughs> All visitors are asked to keep their voices down in the presence of the Emperor. <laughs> You are hearing scuttering, so there's two doors. One door is, uh, one door is wooden. One door has, like, got these, like, uh, 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 what do you call it? Bars over it. The wooden door, you can hear voices behind it. Does, Ganon, does the door look like it opens inward or uh, into this room or out into the next room? Uh, into this room. Um, can I Damn. run? Can I run over there and um, essentially jam it, jam the doorway, or with my Zweihander being so big, like oh, stabbing like the sword into the ground and hooking the hilt into like the door frame or something, like so Ooh. that it's blocked? Yeah, uh, roll. Um, yeah, absolutely, you can do that. Why don't you? If you could just please roll a uh, a uh, 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 a presence there. Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh no. What the fuck, man? You okay, so you run up to the door and you like try and like get it. He eight. rolled an eight. Yeah. It's a big fail. So he 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 slams his Y hander up to the wall and uh, to, to try and bar the door closed, but bam, the door is kicked open and and out staring from the darkness we see uh let me tell you what we see in a moment. So so you guys are like all of a sudden these like these tiny nude figures just rush out from the opening. Let's see how many guys are there. There are How many Golan are there? Let's see. There's a three Golan and a Golan champion. Okay. So um hold please while I just roll these guys up real quick. Uh Pox would kill so many of these fucking dudes. Absolutely. Not even a second thought. These guys are like little Dota dudes that just like generate and <laughs> to be like like a like a League of Legend like actual player, just mowing them down, farming them for experience points to spend on upgrades. There's a character that reminds me of these in The Witcher. I can't remember what they're called. The oh, the Witcher, drop, right? The, the, Witcher <laughs> what they're, they're, the Witcher himself. Yeah. They're like little witchers. The Witcher himself. <laughs> uh, is the, the drowned things, whatever they're called? The ones no, no not I those. think I know what you're talking oh. about. I didn't even think about those, but they do. There's those like little like nude, creepy yeah. guys. I'm thinking like, of the miners oh. from Galaxy Quest. <laughs> little blue guys. You're like, Greg, not. Mm, I'm thinking of the dancing baby from Ally McBeal. Oh my god, I <laughs> now love that is a that is a great Gaiden character. <laughs> okay. All so, grown up. So so the door bursts open, uh knocking Versailles back. Versailles, you're like you're sort of stumbling holding your blade. All three of you guys are looking into this open door and you see four like dwarf 
top, like, like there's four small people, completely nude. The, uh, um, there's three guys. Um, one, one, like, like hideous, like, like slightly hairy, small lady with a, with a massive underbite with these long teeth that that are coming up almost like a like a rodent or something. These big long teeth. Um, there's the there's another like withered old looking tiny guy. He's got he's got gray hair that goes all the way down to his butt. Speaking of butts, th- there's another there's another guy who has who's who's like totally bald and gaunt and he has a big stick coming out of his butt. Oh my god. So, out of his butt? Out of his butt. He's got a big old stick coming out of his butt. Like, is, and, uh, and, they've, it, and they've all got these, these clubs. Then there's a there's a fourth guy who's just covered in like gold, like <gasps> jewelry and like like a fine golden helmet. And he's but he's also got like these like sort of spikes that are sticking out of his body, like weird tumors. Oh my god. Ugh. They're all naked, you said, right? They're all nude. Jesus, yeah. I mean, well, does like these, the these sort of like withered mole people the drapes? <laughs> yeah, do the sticks match the uh, the stones? The sticks and s- sticks uh, and stones. Yeah. Do the clams match the ga- the yams? <laughs> hmm? Hey, how are the clams and the yams? Uh, and again, and also one quick do question: Do the mysteries is, match the other mysteries? When can I shoot mm-hmm. shoot these guys? I'm like dying to shoot these guys as soon as the door is well, open. Yeah, he shoots them in the head. Let me tell you, the doors the doors bust open. The time is now. You before you, you've got like this rodent like gullen, this 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 gullen that's got this long gray hair. You've got a gullen with a stick in its butt, and another gold gullen with like gold all over his body but his body also has like these weird sort of like troll if you're into the shadow and lore spikes sticking out of him um, facing these guys there's a gun Titus has got his gun outstretched pointing towards these guys a drop of sweat from his brow blackout Your sons are brilliant dancers.